you want to be in my gang, my gang, my gang? Do you want to be in my gang? Oh yeah. Although perhaps not the exact words used, these lyrics seem to sum up what's been going on in Greek politics since the general election of the 6th of May failed to produce an overall winner, and the leaders of the parties in the top three places have been running around trying to find other parties who are willing to form a coalition with them. But none of the three has succeeded, possibly because the bags of sweeties they were offering were simply not big enough to persuade anyone to become their new best friend. Hello, and welcome to my latest podcast about what life is really like in Greece from the point of view of a British expat. And this week I can hardly avoid saying at least a bit about the political situation here, given that it's just a few days since the general election which pretty much turned the aforementioned political situation on its head, or as some might say, its arse. For a start, the electorate gave the two main parties a right good kicking for doing deals with Europe, which resulted in massive job losses and major cuts in wages, pensions, health care and other social necessities. PASOK, the equivalent of Labour in the UK, and New Democracy, Tories, have between them governed Greece since the fall of the military junta in 1974. They've also been mainly family businesses, with the Papandreos running Pasok and the Karamanlises in charge of new democracy. It's a bit like the Corleones and the Tataglias in The Godfather, except, of course, politicians aren't a bunch of gangsters. Oh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> It's a bit like the Corleones and the Tataglias in The Godfather, who, like most politicians, are a bunch of gangsters. However, the Paparandreo and Karamanlis political dynasties are now no more. In March, Yorgos Papandreo was succeeded by Evangelos Venizelos as leader of the Pasok party in a close-fought election where Venizelos was the only candidate. Actually, I didn't really get that at the time, or even now for that matter. Pasok wanted a new leader, and this Venizelos guy was the only contender. But they still had a nationwide ballot to decide, well, which of the one candidates should be the new leader. So who are you going to vote for then? Oh, don't know really, tricky one, isn't it? But I guess at the end of the day, Venizelos has got to be the man for the job. Who are you going for? It's a tricky one, as you say, but at the moment I whittled it down to Venizelos, or uh, Venizelos. Hmm, interesting choice. Nope, don't get that at all. Maybe the party thought the election would be a nice little earner, as everyone who votes has to pay two euros. But elections are expensive if the local ones are anything to go by. We've voted in a couple of these now. Only Greek citizens are allowed to vote in national elections. One thing that struck me when we first went to our village polling station was the ridiculous amount of wasted paper. Each voter is given a sheet for each of the parties that's standing, which can be a dozen or so, and then you go into one of the booths and mark your crosses next to your five or six favourite candidates. But you can't vote for more than one party, so only one sheet of paper gets used. The rest normally get left in the booth or end up on the floor. Next, you fold your ballot paper and then wrap it in a blank piece of paper before putting it into an envelope. 
And not just any old bog-standard office supply manila job either. These envelopes are the quality pale blue self-sealing Basildon Bond types. The whole process must cost a fortune in stationery alone, not to mention a recycling headache of mammoth proportions, always assuming that all this waste paper does get recycled, of course. And what about the poor tellers? How much more time does it take opening all those fancy envelopes and removing the blank sheet of paper even before you get to actually start counting the votes? I mean, I know that ballots are supposed to be secret, but how much more secretive could you get, short of sticking your voting slip in a safety deposit box in some bank vault or other with instructions only to be opened in the event of my death? Still, The Greeks pretty much invented democracy, so I suppose they know what they're doing. But back to PASOK's leadership election. I don't know if this is common practice for all parties or all leadership elections, but as long as you pay your two euros, any old Tom, Dick or Costas can vote. You certainly don't have to be an MP of the party or even a party member. It occurred to me that other parties could have a field day stitching up their rivals by deciding who was the worst candidate and then turning up in force with their two euros to make sure some complete idiot took over. It couldn't happen in this case, of course, because, as I said, Venizelos was the only candidate. For the benefit of those who don't read newspapers or watch the news on television, i.e., people who don't deserve to have the vote for anything except the Eurovision Song Contest or Bratislava's Got Talent, it has to be said that Mr Venizelos is... How can I put this delicately? He's so fat he looks like he swallowed the Acropolis whole, with chips. Before he became PASOK's new leader, he was the government's finance minister, and it was mainly him who had to keep going to the EU to beg for bailout money. I can just imagine all the giggles and whispers behind his back whenever he turned up. If this Venizelos ate a few less pies, he could have the Greek debt overnight. Still, poor bloke, I expected some kind of glandular problem. As I said earlier, the other main party, New Democracy, is no longer controlled by the Karamanlis family, and the new man in charge is Adonis Samaras. Now, he's not at all fat, but he does look like J.K. Rowling modelled the Harry Potter Voldemort character on him, but then had to tone down the fictional character so as not to frighten the kids so much. In the run-up to the general election, the TV channels kept showing him in this party political broadcast, where he has to come out with this big look-at-me-aren't-I-human smile at the end, and it's obvious the guy just can't manage it. I expect the director was tearing his hair out. Okay, Adoni, big smile now. Adoni? What? Um, We're waiting for the smile. I'm doing it. Really? Ah, sorry, thought you were about to have a stroke. After another 57 takes, the director probably got some of his special effects people to attach invisible wires to Samaras's face and then pull them on cue to force his features into something that could just about pass for a smile. On screen, however, it looked more like he'd been suddenly stricken with lockjaw combined with a vicious attack of irritable bowel syndrome. Yes, I know what you're thinking, and I'd be the first one to say that politics shouldn't have anything to do with image. 
particularly since Tony Blair and his new Labour started that ball rolling in the UK. And we've ended up with a bunch of politicians who look more like they're auditioning for a Colgate toothpaste advert than doing anything that the electorate actually wants them to do. Ideology? What ideology? Perhaps the most disturbing outcome of the Greek general election was that the unacceptable face of politics reared its ugly head, as happens all too often when countries are in the midst of an economic crisis. I'm not sure a face can actually rear its head, but this is no time for semantics. I'm referring, of course, to the rise of the extreme right, which is a polite way of saying fascists or neo-Nazis. In Greece's case, this is the party that calls itself Krisiavgi, which translates as Golden Dawn. Personally, I think Golden Shower would be more appropriate, and Golden Dawn sounds far too comfy cosy and more like a new brand of butter. Still, I suppose even Krisiavgi's leaders aren't stupid enough to call themselves the bunch of Neanderthals who like nothing better than going round beating up immigrants' party. Despite their open adherence to all things Nazi, they even say things like, Hitler has not yet been judged by history. Krisiavgi got almost 7% of the vote in the general election. In the area of Greece where I live, it was over 8%, which makes me look at some of the locals I don't know with a much more suspicious eye. Was he one of the 8%? She's walking a bit oddly, almost like a goose step. I'm sure that guy didn't have a little moustache last time I saw him. It reminds me a bit of when Margaret Thatcher was re-elected in 1983, and even though the Tories got over 42% of the vote, you never heard anybody actually admit that they were one of the ones that voted for her. There was even quite a brisk trade in t-shirts and badges, announcing things like, well I didn't vote for her, it must have been you. Not surprisingly, Golden Dawn's main policy, their only one as far as I'm aware, is to blame all Greece's problems on the immigrants. And if they came to power, may the gods protect us, they'd start by shipping out all the illegal immigrants or at least put them into forced labour camps. Sound familiar? But not content with getting rid of all the illegal immigrants, they'd then start on the legal ones. Hang on a minute. I'm a legal immigrant. I'm British, for goodness sake. Surely they don't mean me. What about all the help Britain has given Greece over the years? Well, OK, we did steal their Elgin marbles, and perhaps we did support the wrong side during the Civil War. But what about... What about... Um, ah, I know, Lord Byron. He did loads of good stuff for Greece. Imagine what would have happened if the likes of Golden Dawn had been in power when Byron first came to Greece. He's just got off the boat and there's some jumped-up Nazi-looking official on the immigration desk. Name, Byron. First name, uh, Lord. Occupation, Poet. You call that a job? Well, yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Application denied. What, for being a poet? It is well known all poets are homosexuals, and homosexuals are not welcome in Greece. It never used to be a problem. Go on, Gaylord, back on the boat. Well, really, I... Next. You haven't heard the last of this, you know. I shall complain in the strongest possible terms. Name? Percy Bishelle. Percy what? Bishelle. Occupation? 
Um, bricklayer. It's looking more and more likely that Greece will have to go through the whole election process again in a few weeks' time. Let's just hope that all those who voted for Golden Dawn before will come to their senses and think about the last time the Nazis were here. Anyway, that's about it for now. I'm off to watch some more wall-to-wall political debate on the telly. The great thing is, even though I've been trying to learn Greek for about nine years now, I don't understand half of what's being said, so I don't often end up shouting at the TV or throwing things at it. Maybe ignorance really is bliss after all. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll tune in again next time, if I haven't been deported by the golden shower by then, of course. Until then, cheers. Yasis, que nasta kalak.